0: I'm Tara Gray. Today in Hiraico, my guest is Beth Van Turnbull, Executive Director of the nonprofit Housing Families First. Hi, Beth. How are you? Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. It's my pleasure. Housing Families First, if you would like to talk a little bit about the mission, and then, of course, I always love to have the guests go into the history of the nonprofit. So if you'd like, we can start there. Sure. Thanks.
1: Um, Well, Housing Families First, our mission is to provide families experiencing homelessness with the tools to achieve housing stability. And we are a Henrico nonprofit that serves the entire greater Richmond area. Our history is in the mid-1990s, a group of concerned citizens led by Carl Bren and Ellie Molesky came together to talk about um, homelessness in Henrico. It wasn't recognized as a widespread problem, but there were absolutely families experiencing homelessness here in the county, as well as the other um, counties and the city of Richmond as well. So this group came together and said, you know, what solutions are possible? We want to be part of the solution. So they did a lot of research and over the next few years came together worked with the county to acquire property, um, the old Hilliard House that sits on Nine Mile Road in the county. um, In essence, you know, leased that to us on a a ground lease, practically free of charge. And we opened what was then called Hilliard House uh, in 2000 and 2001 as a long term shelter for women with children experiencing homelessness. And over time, we've evolved and grown um now that shelter is still called Hilliard House, but the name of our organization changed in 2014 just to reflect our growth and some of the additional programs we've added. So Hilliard House Emergency Shelter now, it's short-term crisis housing to get people on the path quickly to permanent housing, and it is for families of all compositions, um, single dads, single moms, two-parent families, multi-generational families were the largest emergency shelter for families experiencing homelessness in the region. Um, And and that is still a flagship and core program, but we also added uh, three more over the years. We have a program called Building Neighbors. It's a rapid rehousing program, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, We focus on taking families that are pretty highly vulnerable and experiencing homelessness, and they may be in our shelter or one of the other local shelters uh, and providing with, them with some more intensive housing counseling and housing search assistance, um, move-in financial assistance, so that they can get back into private or public rental housing, leased in their own name, quickly. It's usually in about 45 days. Um, and we work with them over a period of months after that just to help them get stable. Uh, and then we also are part of the regional homeless crisis line, where people experiencing homelessness or in imminent danger of becoming homeless can call that line and get some help, see if they can connect them to resources to prevent them from ever becoming homeless. And if not, connect them to the homeless services. And our last and newest program is called bringing families home. And that is a partnership with Richmond public schools and also Henrico County public schools, to work with students and families who are living in hotels or doubled up um, in overcrowded situations that are, you know, their housing is highly unstable. They tend to be very mobile. And as a result, they miss school. It affects academic achievement, which affects graduation rates and, you know, it's a domino effect. So Mm -hmm. we now partner with the schools to have referrals of families who need some housing assistance and we help them as well. So it's through those now four programs uh, born out of the initial Hilliard House Shelter Program that we carry out that mission of helping families achieve, you know, housing stability in their own rental homes.
0: There is a get help tab on the website and it is the crisis hotline that you just mentioned would you like yes. to share the phone number for that i would love to the homeless crisis line is
1: 804-972-0813 and we along with three other agencies in the region um, home again acts homeward and us housing families first staff that together Um, they are working remotely now, so leave a message and they will call you back if you are in imminent danger of, of, you know, ending up in the street
0: or becoming homeless, or if you're already homeless. Okay. You guys also have a regional domestic violence hotline. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So would you like to share that as well? Well, that is actually not our program. It's just, we put
1: that up because for people experiencing domestic violence, we want everybody to. know what that is right away. Right. And so okay. I'll be honest, I don't have that number memorized, but it's always okay. on our get help. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. on our get help tab.
0: Yes, it is. Um it's just 804-612-6126. I just noticed that that was Thank underneath you. there. And I thought that was I thought that was uh very, obviously very helpful. Um, to have that included on your website as well. And people can uh,
1: always share that with people or organizations they know. Go to that Get Help tab, and you will have, you know, the info to start accessing either domestic violence and or homeless services right away.
0: Yes. The section, um, you guys have a complete section, COVID-19 response. Mm -hmm. How has COVID affected um, how Housing Families First operates?
1: Yeah, thanks. So obviously, like for everybody else in the world, it's been interesting and challenging. We operate a shelter. We have people living here. And um, so obviously we can't close down or go to entire remote workforce because we this is a home for up to 40 children and and parents at a time. So uh, fortunately, we're uh, a shelter that every family gets their own bedroom and bathroom which is a little bit unique. But as a result, each family has their own room to stay and quarantine in. Um, so we did a lot of work to institute pretty extensive cleaning measures every day. While staff from our other programs, like the that Building Neighbors Rapid Rehousing, homeless crisis line, worked remotely, there were Um, Three overnight and five daytime essential staff that were on a rotation to be in all the time um, in the first phase and into the second phase of reopening, or or you know, initially in um, the lockdown. And so there were a lot of cleaning procedures. And at first, you know, we could get some cleaning supplies. We tried to stay ahead of things, but we were nervous because they were a little bit harder to get. And so several brewer, um, yeah breweries um, and distilleries provided extra hand sanitizers. There are so many people in the community have made and sent us masks. And so what we did is each family had their own room. We temperature tested our residents every day as they came in and out. They all got kits and masks and hand sanitizer. Um, we no longer have shared tables for dinner, for example. Our, our tables now stretch from our dining room all the way through our living room at the shelter so that they're six feet apart and each family is assigned to their own table. We don't share tables. We don't sit at other people's tables. There's no longer like a buffet style served dinner. It's now individual portions. Everybody has their own plates and cups and things like that. We took a lot of the toys and furniture and books out if individual families want them, we would give them new ones to put in their room, but we just didn't want those toys and books shared and passed around. We put social distancing in place. We have a lovely courtyard families love to to hang out in, but we said no more than two families at a time and they have to be socially distanced. So just trying to be smart. There wasn't a playbook just like for everybody else, yeah. but we, um, our director of operations did a lot of work to put things in place, as did our program director. And we um, continue to do temperature testing every day and provide families with resources. We also did that for families who are out in the community who've just been housed in that community program, Building Neighbors. But we made sure we sent them Mask and they had the opportunity to get housing, uh, you know, hand sanitizer and partnered with Richmond Public Schools if they needed food and things like that. So it's been really, really interesting. And also, we offered our frontline overnight staff who were coming in and doing a tremendous amount of extra work. Um, some additional hazard pay for, for coming in and taking on so many new duties uh, as well. And we know that we'll need to work with those families that are newly housed um, longer than we typically would because so many have lost their jobs. Of the 29 families that were out in that community program last month, 25 would have difficulty paying rent if we weren't involved because they've lost income. And so our folks were already vulnerable in the marketplace. And we've seen that and know that um, not just in the shelter and the protocols around keeping that safe, but the people who are newly housed in in an apartment of their own are going to need some initial support. So that's, that's what we've been focused on um, and, and trying to keep all the staff safe as well as all the families that are living here.
0: Sure. Okay. We talked a little bit about the get help, um, phone number and the information, um, under the tab for get help. Let's just, uh, talk a couple minutes about give help. If someone would like yeah. to volunteer, help out, um, I don't know if there is some, some way to access a wish list or if people can drop off at the, at the location on Namah Road. If you'd like to talk about the give help section. And then before we go, uh, the website, I'd like you to share the website and contact information.
1: Absolutely. So I'll give you the website first because you can find a lot of this on the website. So it is Mm -hmm. www.housingfamiliesfirst.org, all spelled out, Housing Families First. Um, And on that Give Help tab, you can see that we have not had volunteers coming in and we we won't for the next month or so. And then we'll reevaluate. That's just for the safety of volunteers and our families here and staff. However, we do have DIY opportunities that you can do at home, and we do accept um, certain supplies dropped off. We have a contactless uh, porch drop-off system that you can do. Snack bags are something we need all the time because we do serve meals, but as I think most people know, a snack can really um, decrease anxiety and keep things moving, and so when families move in, We always had these snack bags available for the children as well as their parents if they'd like. Um, When kids are having a hard day, a snack bag usually makes everybody feel better. Mm -hmm. And so you can put these together with a little bottle of water or a juice box, um, an individually wrapped snack like little packets of goldfish or, or, you know, little snack crackers and things like that, right. maybe a pack of tissues or a little toy. Um, so that's things people can put together. Often people decorate decorate the outside of the bags and then drop those off, um, as well as we have an Amazon wish list that you can find with Housing Families First. It has cleaning supplies and things we really need, like pack-and-play sheets and pack-and-plays You know that our babies live in. Uh, while they're staying with us. So those are all ways that you can uh, get involved. And then we will have volunteer opportunities rolling out later in the year for people to come back on site. Um, But for right now, it's drop-offs and and through the mail.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. The drop-off address, is that the address, that is the home on Namal Road, correct?
1: It is, and you just need to contact Terry Aguina, our Director of Operations and Volunteer Engagement at Terry, T E R R I, at HousingFamiliesFirst.org, which is also on our website. Um, or you can call her at our main number, which is 804 236 5800. She's at Extension
0: 124, uh, but you can just call us in general and anyone can talk with you, and all of that's on the website as well. Thank you so much. I love the snack bag opportunity. I'm going to actually probably get my 11-year-old to help me color some bags. I would love to be able to drop (laughs) some snack bags off.
1: And kids are the best because they know what they like for snacks. So they pick (laughs) out good snacks for other kids, you know? So thank you.
0: That's awesome. No, happy to share this today, Beth. And thank you for coming on Housing Families First. Please check out the website. A lot of good information.
1: Thank you.